0: The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club.
1: Did you know that armadillo family structures are very complicated? If you follow an armadillo family from parent to child to parent to child, you'll eventually come back to the same armadillo because it's all a big ring. The first armadillo. Right, but they all think they're the first armadillo. It's just a huge argument every time they have a family reunion, which involves every armadillo. (laughs) Because they're all related.
0: (laughs) All right, I did not know that, but for more armadillo related facts and to unlock bonus content, please check us out at patreon.com/armadillo podcasting club.
1: The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there. Welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Micah Spartan. And today we're covering chapters 47 through 49 of The Fires of Heaven, Book 5 of The Wheel of Time. So previously,
2: Rand joins in final battle with Couladon, while Matt sort of attempts to get the hell out of Dodge, but, well, you'll see. Uh, Unfortunately for Couladon, he decided to bring Spears to a magic fight, and his forces get wizard-stomped, which is a word I just made up, wiz-stomped? Wizard stomp?
0: I think wizard stomp is good. Wizard stomp okay. They get
2: whizzed. <laughs> they get whizzed all they over the place.
0: Whizzed on. <laughs> uh,
2: meanwhile, uh, Matt's escape, well, it doesn't go as planned. He, go, he goes from escaping to commanding troops to 1v1ing the level boss. You know,
1: he's like, <laughs> That's right. He's like that guy in the RPG. When you're playing an RPG and you're trying to take all the side tracks first and explore everything before you do the final story, it, but you accidentally bump into the final boss and kill him. Oh, man! <laughs> Then Rand rolls up into
2: Kyrian like, what's up? Who wants some of my magic dragon D? And everyone does. The Kyrian are really pretty into it. They want the magic dragon D.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Chapter 48, leave taking. Uh,
0: 47. Forty-seven.
1: Shit. W-
0: Did you not read chapter 47, Jeff?
1: I've I only been reading every other chapter. I hope you guys want to know this.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be super uh, awkward. Uh,
1: Do over. <laughs> chapter 47, the price of a ship with an icon of an elephant. So are you guys ready for some boring
2: chapters? Oh my god, we... I, I, I feel like we, we really like... We got so many good chapters up until now, I feel like it was about time, right? Yeah.
0: It's the whole like yin and yang thing, right? Like we get some really kick-ass amazing chapters, and then we, Robert Jordan balances it with some not-so-amazing kick-ass chapters.
2: <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> it's like a spoonful of medicine makes the sugar go down or something like that, right? <laughs> <That's the laughs> idea. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh. Nynaeve and Elaine are hiding in their wagon. You know, they. I feel like they're taking an awfully long time to do what they're doing here, and I know. I think I've said this before, but like mogedian is actively looking for them. They they don't seem to be thinking about it all that
1: much. I'm thinking about it. That's all the why time. they're hiding in their wagon, so that Mogedian won't see them, except at the shows. Yeah, when they're Magedian. performing, and you but Mogedian's unlikely to go to a show, right? She's seen a lot of shows, I presume. She's busy, right? I
0: imagine that's exactly where she'd go, though, because then she can see the most people.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good point. She knows yeah. her at circuses. And so it like... seems likely that she'd check out the show with Birgitta oh. shooting arrows. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. one of the attractions. <laughs> I mean, no, no. Well, no, no, her she's Marion, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> but
2: a mysterious archer <laughs> with perfect shots appears <laughs> around the same time that yeah. she knocked Birgitta shooting at of a
1: apparently. woman with giant boobs.
0: Yeah. yeah, But they're getting catty, too.
1: Oh, this oh, it's so awful. They're just bickering constantly yeah i'm gonna be honest three days
2: cooped up in a in a room with Nynaeve sounds like a nightmare to me
1: right yeah like like kill me go, yeah. go find me moghetti and wipe my brain or
2: something <laughs> <laughs> better than this turn me into a horse or whatever
1: i don't even care <laughs> yeah. uh and Nynaeve seems to be super awful it seems like elaine and virgitta are also pretty awful with all this uh bickering You think, think so yeah, I, I think so. Elaine, if you look at these chapters, everything she says to Nynaeve up until they sort of make up is is a nasty sniping thing that you would normally expect Nynaeve to say. Mm-hmm. And Brigitte, too, is is kind of shouting at them, you guys are being idiots, which they are, but you know she's not really helping. To be yeah.
0: fair, I think this is realistic, though. No matter who you are with, even the nicest person in the world, if you're shut up with them in such... Um, frightening circumstances for such a long time, I think anybody would start going crazy and get catty and snappish.
1: Yeah, it's true. And the, the heat, they're always describing how hot it is. Yeah. That yeah, it seems, sounds awful. Yeah, just it the worst. Terrible. But uh, Tom and Julin return, uh, Samara is now cooking off. There's been riots in the street, people are being hanged. Uh, Masima has ordered the his people, the people following the prophet, to invade Amadicia. Uh, this is crazy. And... It happened because a boat showed up, and Masima and the White Cloaks both tried to seize it. So it's Nynaeve's fault. Yeah, Nynaeve
2: started all of this. Uh, by the way, I mean, I know that's really shitty, but... Taverin?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. seems very tough Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, I don't blame her for this. Because she didn't say, capture that boat and kill anybody who looks at it funny. That's what they're doing, though.
2: No, but she, she turned two very, very aggressive and somewhat volatile people to the same task and she knows that they already have like opposition no i'm not saying that she should have anticipated this but i'm saying i am saying that she definitely caused this like this is this is
1: yeah but i i feel like this is you know rand did this when he left kyria and the the place blew up right that's true
0: yeah and and we
1: don't blame him for that
0: here's what's interesting to me we get a one long paragraph like a naive 101 everything that's happened up to this point from when she first left two rivers and i was wondering why robert jordan threw that in there it was interesting. Like, all of a sudden we get to book five, and he decides to give us a really short but good synopsis of everything that led up to this moment.
2: Maybe because he's having the same problem that I'm having, where it doesn't make any sense, and Nynaeve has had this sh- switch, so he's, like, having Nynaeve think about it. Oh, yeah, it's funny how I used to hate Aes Sedai, and now I want to become an Aes Sedai. You know, it's like, it 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 was, it, it was it did feel kind of weird and inserted, but it, all I can figure is he was trying to,
1: like, explain this, this transformation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Matt has thoughts like this a lot. How did I get here? You know, all I wanted to do was see the world and dance and drink and screw, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't... didn't, It wasn't in these words where he actually thought about it, all the stuff that happened to it, because Matt is not an introspective person.
0: Yeah. I was disappointed, because I thought maybe that there was more to Nynaeve, for instance, her deciding to become an Isidai. I was hoping there was more to it than just her hating Moraine for... Reasons, yeah, but no, there isn't.
1: Well, there is, right? She wants to be a healer.
0: Yeah, but first, the only reason it says she wanted to be an Sedai in the beginning was because she wanted to pull down Moraine.
1: Yeah, that's an extremely weak reason.
2: Yeah. yeah, especially considering at that point, Moraine hadn't really done all that much except save her village. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it does. It does seem a little. We, we talked about it before, but her her hatred of Moraine does, does seem sort of misplaced. Hmm.
0: I'm just wondering if. Uh, Robert Jordan's editor was like, "Man, you gotta just just put something in there. We've we've forgotten. It's been years since you published this first one." Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh,
2: we also have a a really like kind of brief side conversation where they talk about the fact that. Egwene has visited them both in their actual dreams, as opposed yeah. to
1: in the dream, capital D. But they it takes them a while to put together that that's actually Egwene, and not just them dreaming of her coming into their dreams and telling them things. So. Yeah. And it's, it's sense.
2: yeah, I mean, it, uh, you wouldn't expect... That wouldn't be the first thing you would assume, right? Mm-hmm. But it is kind of strange that she—that they're in like an actual their own dream. like They're doing their dream things, and all of a sudden Egwene inserts herself, which... Still weirds me out a little bit, i got to be honest. Yeah, yeah they, they don't go into it, but what were they doing in those dreams? Uh, right? <laughs> who were they doing in those dreams? <laughs> I mean, we can we can, we can can surmise probably that 90s might have been up to something, right? Mm-hmm. I think I mean, it's
0: a little slow of them to not realize that, though, because like my dreams are super random, and if I had something that specific coming in, and I knew it was somebody who was a dreamwalker, I think I would have probably put two and two together a little faster than they did.
2: It's possible, but they have no reason to believe that this is a power that dreamwalkers have, because... There's a... In their minds, there's a separation between Teller and Riyadh and their own dreams. Sure. But,
1: yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean... Personally, I rarely remember my dreams, so
2: I probably wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's actually some, exactly what I was wondering, because I'm, I'm the same way. I don't often remember my dreams, but I wonder if the fact that Egwene made herself present in the dream gave it an anchor that made it more memorable, But mm-hmm. something that they'd, they'd carry forth, I don't know.
0: That would be interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Galad comes to visit, and <laughs> I... I've come around to this. I think it's funny how the the circus women pant like dogs when Galad walks through. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. He's uh, apparently he's very attractive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Galad confirms that he and the prophet have started this war between the the prophet's madmen and Amadicia over this ship. Yep. Yeah. The river serpent. That's a, re- a really nice name. I love that name. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> a great <laughs> name for a ship. <laughs> And so uh, Tom and Julien and Uno and Galad make a plan to just cut their way into the ship because the, there's rioting throughout the city. And before they go, Luca, who is fleeing, he's packing up the circus and fleeing, makes one last heartfelt pitch to Nynaeve. Mm-hmm. This dude must be nuts. Like, what, what is...
2: Well, I, I mean, I, I understand you know, that Nynaeve has you know, it's exactly two what he excellent said, qualities, right? <laughs> but, but I mean, like, come on. And, and, and this is great because... <laughs> he's like doing this whole thing and he's, and he's like, you mean you want to marry me? And he's like, uh, yeah. That's what <laughs> I meant when I Mary, said I want right, you to marry my right. children. <laughs> I mean, do we miss some behind the scenes action here? Because otherwise this, this seems pretty I think, ridiculous. I think
1: this is our, our proof that the way naive is acting on the outside is different from the way she thinks she's acting on the inside. Mm-hmm. Because this guy, I mean, we, we think naive is just this horrible tyrant, right? but apparently she's giving this guy vibes. I and, guess. You know, she takes the flowers from him and she doesn't throw them away, you know?
0: And this guy obviously thrives on chaos. I mean, he literally runs a circus, so. Yeah, it's, right? Yeah, he's all about this.
2: Yeah, he, he says <laughs> something about it, too. Something about, like, you know, a woman like her would be, oh, I don't remember, something about taming He's line. like, <laughs> yeah, every
1: day is an adventure and every night. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it kind of makes sense to me. Like, he's into it. Yeah. I mean, why is Land into
2: her? Well, because because they, uh, you know, she can track things or something. You know, Land likes people who can track. <laughs> she's
0: brave like a lioness. Yeah, I think he said some people some
2: like, like
1: that. that. And she is
2: pretty harsh turning him down. So, I
1: think maybe since we're getting this from her perspective, maybe she's actually not that bad to him. Yeah, I mean, it might. Be, I
2: think we, we we that must be the case because those around her were saying that oh,
1: you're. Kind of, why are you leading that guy on like that? Yeah, you're... so maybe she's worse to other people, but she's not as bad to this guy as she thinks. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It, it's funny, you know. And he, she, he's all like, why do you think I haven't asked for my money? You know, come be with me. Be the, you know, bear my children. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, it
2: was pretty good. It was pretty good. But, but
1: she's like, no, screw that. Yeah,
2: fuck off. <laughs> no, no, fuck off.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I heard the part about you not taking my money. And I didn't hear any of that. <laughs>
2: so we're good then? Is that what you're saying? We're good? I don't, I don't have to give you any money? Alright. Um, thanks. And she walks around the corner and throws the flowers away. <laughs> or spikes them on the ground or
1: something, I don't know. You're such a good friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we cut to uh, Elaine, who tries to bring Karen in, and gets her ass kicked with judo. God, yeah, she is all full of presumption here. Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny, though. Nobody believes
2: that she's actually a noble. That is pretty funny. Yeah. But after what happened with Nynaeve, I don't know why Elaine thinks it's a good idea to lay hands on Karendon. Uh,
1: yeah, it's true. I I think Karendon may have overreacted a little bit because, you know, the way Nynaeve came at her. Yeah, that's possible. Because Elaine just sort
2: of grabs her arm. And then Brigida's is like, yeah, I didn't step in because I thought you kind of
1: needed a lesson there. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's like, aren't you supposed to protect me? She's like, eh. <laughs> I yeah. guess, maybe. You know yeah, right? yeah, not, not if it's you know funny for you to get your ass kicked. Yeah. But, the, but both of them look at her tight pants and say, you just don't look like a queen. I don't <laughs> buy it. <laughs> Queens don't wear tight pants.
0: I mean, have you ever seen Queen Elizabeth II wearing tight pants?
1: Uh, or Queen Elizabeth I? Which one is Elizabeth II? Is that the current one? The current one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a Google search when we're done with this.
0: Actually, I bet she did because she did repair trucks and things. Yeah, wait. The war. She
1: rides horses a lot, doesn't she? Yeah. Listeners, please send in your pictures of <laughs> Or wearing tight pants, super tight pants.
0: <laughs> Hello at the Uh Yeah. So
2: she's. She, that, that you're right. That is pretty funny. That that everyone thinks she's like having having fun with them when she's saying she's the right. the daughter heir of Andor Which is
1: good because it seems like she always. Has, feels like she can just fall back on saying, oh, well, I'm the queen, so I shouldn't face any consequences. Yep. Yeah. And it'd be, it'd be nice if she faced some real consequences, like Nynaeve and Egwene have. She's certainly frustrated by the whole experience. Enough not
2: that she screams. Oh, yes. Apparently loud enough to be heard all over the camp. It's <laughs> an extreme
1: reaction, I think. But yeah. yeah, nice. Nice. Very queenly. Nope. That'll convince them. Nope. Chapter 48, leave-taking. Icon of a sunburst. So Nynaeve and Elaine pack up, uh, Nynaeve notices that the Dark One seal feels tangibly evil right now. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't I, seem like a good thing. I actually like the scene because it, I feel
2: like this is like... She's going through this tally and it feels like a and d party going through their, like, their, <laughs> their loot inventory. Because it's like this random shit that she's just, like, picked up along the way. Oh, and there's these herbs I stole from this person. <laughs> it's just kind of comical because he's like, she's got this long list of just yeah. random items that she's picked up. Yeah, so
1: yeah the money from Swan Sanche and... and the herbs from Mistress Makara and, and the, the Dark One seal, yeah. The jewels from Amathira <laughs> yeah. and the
0: barrels of dye they bought for their
1: for mm-hmm. their cover. Oh,
2: they had to leave those behind. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. you know carry capacity. They were away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they're taking their leave of the circus, and everybody's packing up. It's kind of sad. It's it's frustrating because I remember
2: it was last book of the book before. Uh, we it got really frustrating because Egwene and Ninety were having these these constant like bickering back and forth, and they managed to turn this this into exactly the same thing. Elaine and Ninety were now having the same like pissing contests and these like same bickering that happened a book ago that was so frustrating to read.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of drama here because I don't think anything's going to come of this bickering.
2: No, and there's, well, and there's nothing really behind it either. It seems like they're just frustrated, annoyed with each other all the time. And...
1: Yeah. It doesn't seem to serve her. Elaine, at least, I thought was better at communicating her frustrations and not just taking them out on everybody around her. Yep. But I I think reading this, we may have recorded the Nynaeve bonus episode on Patreon at the wrong time, because one of my big arguments in that was that Nynaeve is really competent. It makes up for the fact that she's such a shithead all the time is because because she brings a value that nobody else brings. But she is super shitty throughout these all these chapters, Yep. and uh, I don't know. It, it she's not doesn't seem to be delivering in this book. She got him a vote, I guess. Question she mark. She did get him a vote, I guess. Yeah. I mean,
2: and started a war. <laughs> and, <laughs> at the cost of thousands
1: of lives, probably right. I mean, like at this point, who knows how many yeah. people are dead? So they head into Samara and. It's not just a riot, this is some kind of crazy devastation. It's like the Reavers have been here. The streets are empty, the buildings are all burned out, there's corpses everywhere. What kind of riot is this? I mean this is
2: this is the the so we're dealing with two essentially religious extremist groups, right? Like these these two extremist groups are, are now uh, are now faced off against each other and it's like there's no win here. Like they like they're they'll both they're both dealing with zealots, so everyone's going to go until they die, right? There's no, there's no peace here.
1: Yeah, but a lot of the zealots are people that actually live in this city, right?
2: Well, yeah, but they're they're being like either ganged or murdered if they don't, you know, turn it over
1: to the the prophet, right?
0: I thought a lot of them aren't. They've been people have just been coming into the city.
1: Yeah, but some of them are from the city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just weird to me that there's no. Sanctuary. It doesn't seem like like the the. It's like the Mongols descended on this city and killed everybody.
2: It does. It, does, it certainly does seem like a weird kind of madness. that's that's, that's happened. Yeah, you
1: know? they they pass through Tom and Julian and Elaine and their fifteen Shinaran buddies and Birgitta. and Birgitta, Uh pass down the empty streets, and it's actually pretty creepy. You know, mm-hmm. they they see a hanging body. They see. Uh, they see smoke pouring out of a building that looks like it just got lit but they didn't see who lit
2: it. I I think Nadine mentioned she sees corpses like everywhere that she sees piles of rags that
1: she's sure aren't actually piles of rags. They're people. Mm are And then they get attacked by a wordless mob of people acting like animals. And this is... Really crazy to me like they the people don't say anything and they attack this heavily armed group of soldiers They I mean, that's exactly what it these are these are like these are people who are who are insane with their their beliefs. I you know, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it they people don't when people riot they pick on the weak, right? They, yeah. they settle old scores They they follow up on grudges. They've had for a long time. They don't just kill themselves. Yeah, well,
2: I mean, these, this isn't a normal riot. This is these are people who follow the prophet, right?
1: I was yeah, but real... people who follow the prophet are there because they don't have another attachment. I, I, you know, of, of, of any big movement like this, most of the people are just there to be part of the movement.
0: I was wondering about it. I was wondering if somebody had sent them because it was so weird. There wasn't anything being said. It wasn't real clear why they were attacking them because it was going to be suicide. Yeah,
1: why they're starting they by
0: Shinarins. They're yeah. not
1: clearly. They're not. These people are probably prophet's people because they're not white cloaks. Mm -hmm. But the Shinarans, if anything, are associated with the prophet.
0: Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me at all.
1: But they get massacred by the Shinarans. Yes. With the the Shinarans and Galad, they don't even have any casualties at all. They just sort of form a battle line and a wedge and chop down all these poorly armed and armored townspeople. Uh, and of course, Brigida
2: is like showing off. She she puts arrows in everyone's I think it's right eye or something like that. Because if you're Brigida, why wouldn't you, right?
1: <laughs> but she might vary it up. Doesn't she get bored or something? Uh, th- start shooting
2: it, them in the freckles it's a personal oh. challenge <laughs> like, how many how many eyes can I take
1: maybe it makes it easier for her to retrieve the arrows if she knows exactly where they're going to be
2: actually <laughs> it, it's probably better for the arrow to go in through an eye than to go That's in through a bone point, right
1: Right. yeah no bone to chip up the arrows so it might actually be good for the
2: arrows
0: I'm getting more and more uneasy about Galad I think there's going to be even more there than what we already know I think there's even more layers that we haven't uncovered yet because like he goes into this battle he's a young man right yeah. in his 20s he gets through this entire thing and. Un- Unharmed when even these battle-hardened Shinarans, yeah. who I imagine are much older, get hurt.
1: And he doesn't stick with the line. Julin and Tom stick with the line of Shinarans to fight. Yeah. But Galad charges into the the mob with his sword.
0: I'm starting to wonder if he is doing something for the Forsaken or something for the greater good. I'm not mm. sure. It's
2: hard to say with him. You know, he's uh his his character is such that I wouldn't expect him to to ever join the forsaken but he might he might do some terrible things for just about any other reason you know he's he's so obsessed with the idea of right
0: yeah i think there's more to him than just sell though i'm starting to
2: think yeah i don't i don't think that he's a a typical white cloak i'm not sure he he is a believer in the way that some white cloaks are so so much as that he thinks that they represent the law and so he
1: follows the law yeah i I think he's probably one of the few believers among the white cloaks oh you think so well i think the rest of them are all uh, people who are seeking out positions of power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, thugs, basically. Well, he so he believes in
2: the law of the white cloaks, but I don't know if he believes in like the the religious aspects of it, with like the the light and like I said, I being dark friends and all that stuff.
1: But either way, he is definitely a blade master because oh, yeah. he kills a whole bunch of people and he doesn't get any blood on his cloak, mm-hmm. yeah. even though he was charging through them. Yeah.
0: It's very suspicious.
1: So they make it to the ship, which is being held by Galad's white cloaks. And we find out a little bit more about Galad starting the war. He, he knows he started the war. He seems to bother him, but it, he doesn't regret what he did. He's like, yeah, I promised you I'd get you a boat. If I have to kill everybody in the whole world to do it, that's what I promised I'd do.
2: Yeah, and Elaine kind of warned us to, uh, as to this aspect of his character and how extreme it could be. He's so this like, is the first like practical example I think we've seen.
1: He's, he's like a, a demon that will grant your wish, but he'll do it in the most vicious possible way.
2: Yeah, and... and <laughs> He he doesn't seem to that doesn't seem to 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 be wrong to him right like he's like that's the cost of what I doing what I said I was going to do yeah
0: but why was he written to be so handsome on top of everything else
2: uh it's a it's a dichotomy kind of thing right he's like beautiful and terrible he's like beautiful on the outside but kind of
1: awful on the inside I don't know uh yeah I think he's well he's he's like Galahad right Galahad is he's the the best knight you know the most righteous one yeah. it was, I think he was supposed to be pretty. Awesome in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the idea, I think.
0: Yeah, but wasn't Galahad the good guy, the goody?
1: He was a good guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. and he was I one think of the Glad. It's very questionable whether he's a good guy or not. He sure thinks he is.
1: Right.
2: Um, I mean, in some ways, he's he's the most good because he's good to, to a fault. I mean, you you could argue. I I don't think I would think of him that way, but I think you could make the argument that he he's obsessed with doing the right thing to the point that he would never do the wrong thing. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, okay, thinking about it now, I, I, I don't really buy that. Because this is the old Superman problem, right? Where Superman could do a whole lot more good if he just went and farmed really fast and made a crap load of food for starving people and then delivered it to the starving people. Yeah. He could, you could do much more good than he would flying around Metropolis punching muggers, right? So I think that's true of Galad, too. You know, he's a noble he has a lot of political authority, he also has, he's a capable commander and a, a swordsman, he could do a lot more good than joining the White Cloaks and, and butting into people's business.
2: It depends on how you define good. You know, if you're talking about like helping individuals or, or, or helping you know, well, helping but, poor
1: folk or whatever. By the, by the way, right, but... a reasonable person would define good, not yeah. like the glad the Terminator would define good.
0: Well, are you doing good or are you stopping bad? Because those are two different things.
2: Like, yeah, to him, it could be that, that joining the White Cloaks is, is, the, is the best way to defeat evil. You know, that if, if you're thinking like Vlad does, right?
1: But the best way to defeat evil would be to go to the Blight and fight evil directly with your sword, if that's what you want to do, right? Yeah. Kill evil with your sword. The Shinarans fight evil all the time. Hmm, maybe. But he doesn't do that. Like, I... I I'm coming to the conclusion that he's not interested in doing good. He's interested in rule systems, right? Mm-hmm. He's interested in, in power and authority and making people obey what what whatever the law is, but he doesn't care what the law is. He doesn't have morals. He's just an authoritarian. Hmm, maybe. I I'd mean buy that.
2: Yeah, I I could see that.
1: In some fuck Galad. Yeah. Well <laughs> He's definitely the worst. Well mm. second worst. Wait, who's the worst? Naive. No. Gallad is worse than naive. Which one would you rather have at a party? Oh, Nynaeve, are you Honestly,
2: kidding? Me? 100%. Nynaeve yeah. ruin any party she walked into. And God, it would probably keep to himself in the corner, you know, whatever.
1: No, he would, he would actively try and ruin it for other people. Yeah, he'd be. So. Yeah. How? I Nynaeve mean, like... would just try and sort of make everything all about herself. But she is kind of fun, you know? She's outgoing, she gets things started, she participates. <sighs> I guess. I don't know. I bet Galad's a good dancer. She's
0: got big boobs. Betty
1: is the best dancer. Yeah. She does have big boobs.
2: Yeah. Galad has that two makes... fewer big boobs than Nynaeve has. <laughs> but he's so beautiful. Galad is so beautiful. <laughs> he's very beautiful. That's true. Like, he's probably like, he, he walks into a party and like, everyone's like, oh yeah, check that out. That's probably true. It upgrades your party. Just have Galad there.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So there are a bunch of refugees on the docks, which Nynaeve demands that they bring along with them on the boat, the river serpent, hmm. which turns out to be a smuggling boat. And mm-hmm. if I had a smuggling boat, I might name it something like the River Serpent. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, though, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> a Suspicious name. You, <laughs> you probably should name it like the Fair Trader or something. <laughs> you know? The good guys. Yeah, the, like the the Watchman Avoider.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I name my boat the. I definitely don't have smuggled
1: goods underneath the deck. Don't look underneath the deck. <laughs> the owner of the boat does not want to take them but Nynaeve uses the combined promise to pay them and the threat of I guess having Uno and the Shinarans kill him? That seems to be implied constantly. Yeah, so to take her and all the Shinarans and all the refugees. I get
2: wanting to help these people out but I mean the, the captain's kind of right. There's not room on the boat for all these people and it sounds like it's a pretty miserable experience for everyone all the time. But Well, I mean
1: less miserable
2: than being killed by the mobs of zealots. That's true. That's a good point. And, uh, of course, you know, they're complaining about the terrible captain's accommodations in this boat that they started a war for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this boat, these captain's accommodations are so uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Chapter 49, to Boanda, Icon of the Waves. So they're aboard the smuggling vessel River Serpent, and Nynaeve makes the, the smuggler captain dump his cargo. Yeah. By threatening him. This is that seems a little messed up actually. I mean,
2: I get that he's a smuggler. But oh, oh by the way, they don't Do you think it's messed up? They don't know he's a smuggler. They assume he's a smuggler. It's true. They there's no point the way when they know for yeah, they're like, yeah, he's probably a smuggler. But they don't actually know that,
1: right? I mean, I think all the ship captains we've met so far have been smugglers.
2: <laughs> I, it, it just I am just saying it seems a lot easier to do shitty things to somebody if you just assume they're a bad guy, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean like I, I, I get that they're saying, well, his behavior is awfully suspicious, but that does not necessarily mean he's a smuggler. He might just be like a captain who doesn't who doesn't feel super comfortable with the situation.
0: I'm laughing because this is literally the conversation that Nynaeve and Elaine had <laughs> here in the book. Yeah,
2: what is
1: the conclusion?
0: Uh, that he is a smuggler and that he needs to make room for all the various refugees.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see. I don't think I feel bad for the guy because you know. Fuck laws. Yeah. Go smuggling. But also, these refugees need to be taken to safety, and that's, that is a greater good than this guy making money on his oh. cargo, except he's probably ruined, because it's, it's probably his whole livelihood. That, I mean, that, that, I guess what I'm saying is, while I agree that
2: this is the thing to do to help the refugees, they, they certainly have the means to reimburse him, and well, that's they, they could do. They do, eventually. Sort of. I mean, they give him a necklace. I
1: mean, a nice necklace. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he can give it to his wife.
1: Because, <laughs> so
2: who, the, He has a wife, but man, this guy...
1: Yeah, he is the... So we've talked about how there's a lot of people that seem to be uh, haters of men, right? Miss uh-huh. in this book, but there did, don't seem to be any misogynists until now. Yeah, we yeah, found that guy. And I like... Misogynists in this world are so rare that Nynaeve is like, I don't even... I don't even know how to deal with this guy. Like, I'm not even angry at him. I just want to watch him and see what he does. What's funny is, like, I wrote down,
2: this guy hates uh, women almost the way that Nynaeve hates men. (laughs) The way he talks about them is like, he sounds just like Nynaeve, but the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, right?
1: Oh. I don't know, if I had to spend a lot of time with Nynaeve, I might end up acting like this guy, just to, like, get her to back off, you know? I mean, she doesn't... He doesn't even make eye contact, right? He stares over a shoulder when he talks to the
2: It's going to be uncomfortable eventually, right? I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. confusing. I don't know. Are you talking to me? Nope. I'm talking to the other guy. Oh, okay. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm still confused why it's not Bail Domon. I thought every ship captain had to be Bail Doman. I
1: was expecting Bail Domon. <laughs>
2: yeah. Honest. Yeah. Where's Bail Doman? Why isn't he is here to carry them to the next destination? Yeah. Excuse
1: me, uh, Captain, do you know Bail <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. He's on the next ship over. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you wait another day, he'd be
1: coming down the river. (laughs) Right. So the the captain's misogyny somehow forces Nynaeve and Elaine to be nice to each other. Because if they acted like they've been acting, they would prove him right. So he hates them so much, they start being really nice to each other. And so their problems are solved.
0: Well, Birgitta also makes them too. Because she tells him that they're acting like Shago barmaids with Winterich. (laughs)
2: <laughs> which, I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty, pretty I, awful.
0: I think it means when you get horny in the winter, when there, like, isn't anybody around, there's nothing well, to
1: do. Oh, I think what it is oh. is when you're, you're not, like, super horny, you're just, like, a little horny, where, like, if it was the summer, you would get down. But it's winter, so you've got so many clothes on that it's just that much more effort. And you're not horny <laughs> enough to take off all your winter clothes. So it's That's like the
0: winter-ish. sad hand job of winter?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I assume winter which was the thing that happened because, you know, in the winter you wear wool, and you wear woolen underwear. So winter itch is what happens to your, your private area as it's being irritated by Right, the and you wool. can't get to it very easily. Yeah, the, <laughs> so you're constantly trying to scratch your, your nether regions, but, you know.
1: Right, yeah. Like a Shago barmaid. <laughs> like
2: a Shago barmaid who's got winter itch.
1: <laughs> so they, uh, in their standard cautious faction... Elaine channels to make the winds go their way, and Nynaeve channels to heal the men and refugees. Yeah, this
2: is this is ridiculous. So you know, I, I get Elaine's like, "Oh, yeah, I know how to do this," because you know, she she had her time with the mm-hmm. the sea folk, because she's like wanting to flex her weather skills, and then gives her a really hard time about it, and then immediately starts channeling to, to heal people.
1: It's just like, I see, this is this is the kind of thing that gets you noticed, right? It is exactly that. If somebody's looking at the river, they'll see. Right? They'll see glowing channeling going on. I, yeah. I
0: would think that would be way more obvious than the healing that she does, than the healing channeling. I think healing channeling would be much smaller and harder to do. That's probably
1: true. The weather one is supposed to be big flows up
2: yeah, in the sky. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, actually, for that very reason, need even admits that the weather is harder to, to trap someone with because all you see are these massive flows going across the sky. You don't know the, the source. Whereas where she's healing, it's small localize, you know
1: exactly where that's uh, going. Yeah,
2: yeah but, but they're on a boat.
1: Yeah, I, I would say... You can, you can, they if you see someone it. manipulating the weather, it's not that big a leap to think they might be on a boat.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, anywhere... Like, this river runs for 100 miles, right? And it's presumably so too does her channeling.
1: Yeah, it does narrow it down, though, you know? Yeah, Tell, If Mogedian's around, it tells her maybe they left the circus and got on a boat.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think what Nynaeve is doing is as risky as what Elaine is even though what Elaine is doing is necessary.
2: Uh, maybe. It, it feels like that Nynaeve's is the kind where you know exactly where it's happening.
1: Yeah, well, It's also that... I, I'm not sure one way or the other, but Nynaeve's channeling affects people directly. So they might notice that their broken leg got healed or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Which they might not notice if the winds were favorable. So the, the refuges on the boat might notice.
2: Yeah. If and if they happen to be dark friends, then you know, that'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. They did take on this boat of people they don't know I wonder what the odds are that one of them with the dark friend. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I like how she is healing the children, and she says, and she thinks to herself, well, "Okay, it's okay. I can, I can heal them without worrying that they're going to tell on their parents because kids say weird shit all the time."
2: <laughs> 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 I, I gotta say, like, I, I know we, we mentioned this briefly, but these naive chapters are, are 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 starting to kind of wear on me a little bit because not just because of the way naive is, but because there's this. This gag that that Robert Jordan's been relying on, where Nynaeve is pointing out this like this this behavior in someone else, where it's really obvious she's being shitty too, you know. She's yeah. projecting. And it, it's it was like okay, I get the joke, and he's been doing it for like three hundred pages now, and it's just like we get it, you know. This
1: is this it's, it's starting yeah, to get the, tired. The formula, like she thinks to herself, I was just, you know. Calmly and rationally pointing out what a total bitch she's being yep. when she said I was a bitch. Yep. Like, well, that, that's completely rude. Like, uh, come on. Yeah, and, and, and like,
2: I, I think that that's a useful mechanic or a useful device if done once. <laughs> but, it, but he's been doing it for like the,
1: half the book now, and I'm just like, it's like, it's really getting mm-hmm. old. So we meet a few of the refugees by name Nicola, Marigan, and Ariana. Uh, a bunch of the other refugees are just kind of. It's actually kind of sweet because the, like the they the kids start following Nynaeve and Elaine around. They become sort of the leaders of the refugees. Yeah, it's kind of great. And they end up dropping them off at Boanda and head down further downriver to Saladar. Uh, but they keep those three ones. Yeah, Nadi's getting herself a little entourage. Yeah, Nicola and uh, Merrigan has two kids who seem to be completely shell shocked from the war.
2: Yeah, this is kind of sad. Like they, they they don't talk. They don't react. All they do is. They seem like they're afraid of everyone, including their mother, and they just kind of cling yeah. to each other.
0: Yeah, you have to wonder if there's some biographical stuff in there. But, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: some, some, they must have seen some really horrible things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Arana.
0: Who was a hunter of the horn? for
1: Apparently, yeah. she was? Yeah. By accident, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet a lot of hunters of the horn ended up that way. Because it's just sort of a big mass movement, you know, like a carnival almost. Yeah. That people just get caught up in it. But apparently she... Uh, talks trash to too many people and got her ass kicked too many times. Yeah, she keeps getting
2: kicked out of villages, which I mean, like, I, I feel like you'd have to be pretty shitty to do that, and sure enough they give a couple of examples yeah. where she, like, walked up the mayor and was like,
1: fuck you! <laughs> Yo, Fail didn't get kicked out of villages and she's super shitty, so this <laughs> woman must have been really bad. That's right, we have a we have a benchmark that she exceeded. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, finally, Nynaeve heads back to Teleron Riyadh, not before having a, a fearful breakdown. Uh, uh, about how she's tired of being a coward or whatever, which I I'd hoped would be would lead to some personal growth, but at least not yet yeah yeah we, we keep
2: seeing all these these moments when it could be a turning point for her, but I, I, I mean I was really hoping that 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 experience with Brigida was going to do something for her character, but she is like right back to where she was it, It's frustrating. Yeah, I want her to be better.
1: Yeah, I, it, maybe because I I want it so bad. I keep thinking these events will be a turning point. Yeah, I think she's worse in this book than she ever was before.
2: Really? Well, I think we're seeing more things from her perspective. This 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 the mechanic I talked about is something that I think he's only done in this book because there's so many naive chapters mm-hmm. and he's doing all this this internal uh, monologue stuff for her
1: and it's it's kind of hard to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she does end up heading to Tel Aran Riyadh, where she does a quick tour of the world to get some information.
2: This is this seems kinda stupid to me, right? Like, isn't this the best way to get yourself noticed, just like surfing around Tel Aran Riyadh? Like the, the the going to the this one spot to meet was a, a safeguard of sorts, because they're like, Okay, no one's gonna know to look for us here. But if you're just like zooming
1: around, you're gonna get noticed, right? Well, the places she goes are Largely, just as safe as the heart of the stone. I was actually thinking the heart of the stone is not that safe, because we know Forsaken like to come there and look at the sword. That's true. Mm-hmm. Although but, maybe not now, but they used to.
2: Yeah, and I, I wonder if all of the... We know that Milgedion does, but I wonder if all the Forsaken are so into the dream. I, I suspect Lanfear is. I think we know that Lanphir is, and we know that Milgedion is, but they might be the only ones who spend a lot of time wandering around Teleron Normally, running into Forsaken and Teleriand might be pretty uncommon, except for those two.
1: Yeah, but they do it. They check out the heart of the stone. There's nobody there. Um, they check out Emmons Field, which has a lot of really interesting changes. I wish that we were hanging out with Perrin and not my I know.
2: This book that has had no Perrin chapters. I miss Perrin. I wonder what he's up to. Yeah. Well, well, we know
1: some of what he's up to. building a big old house. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Do you think it's Perrin's house? Do you think he's building a it's, giant house for it, himself? It, it's going to be a palace for the Lord. Oh. Or a manor house or whatever you call it. Oh. It's a three-story house bigger than any other in Emmons Field. And she sees the banners of Manetherin and of Perrin GoldenEyes himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, some kind of memorial with a bunch of names carved into it?
0: Yeah, it's from the people who died in the Trolloc Wars, yeah, right? But, except Nynaeve doesn't even realize that's what it is, which was really sad.
1: Uh, yeah, it is sad. She, yeah. she doesn't even know about that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she she recognized a lot of the names. So it, that's very interesting. So, Perrin is busy, you know, doing stuff, being yeah. a lord. Sure yeah. I wish
0: we knew what.
1: Yeah. They check on Elida. Uh, and. Elida seems to be a total fuck-up. Yeah. Even more of a fuck-up than I thought she was going to be.
2: I'm actually, I'm glad that they're doing this, because this seems like one of the very few useful things they're doing
1: regularly is basically spying on Elida's yeah. papers. reading you know? her mail. Yeah. But there's fewer chairs in the Amaralan seat for uh, her advisors to sit on, and and she's seems to be losing control of the political situation in the tower completely. Yep because yeah she has fewer and fewer people and no one wants to lead to, to be led by her and and screw elida she's the worst yeah. totally
0: doesn't sound like anything happening in the real
1: world <laughs> <laughs> several... as, we, as we record this in january
2: 2019 yeah several of the yeah even several of the rulers i think they mentioned a couple of different countries send like polite but firmly worded letters that are like fuck
1: off we don't want, you know quit meddling yeah, on our that's stuff, right you know mm-hmm. which
2: is that's something that that bodes very
1: poorly for the White Tower. Yeah, it seems like, A, they wouldn't have sent that message to Swan Sanche, and B, Swan Sanche wouldn't have pissed them off so much that they would want to. Exactly.
0: And it looks like Elida's desperately trying to find a general to lead the troops, much like Gareth Bryan is doing it for the women at Saladar, right? Oh. Because it says that um, uh, is frantic to find Davram Bashir, and we know that name. Oh.
1: Oh. I didn't know that name. I forgot the name. Oh, yeah. well, I know that. Well, that he's the marshal general or something mm-hmm. of Saldea. He's Fael's father. Yeah. yeah, and he's and he was on that list. Remember the warder that like, gave off that off the cuff list of the uh, best generals. He's one uh, of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, thank you for that. I, about that. I, I had wondered why she was so obsessed with Davron Bashir's movements.
0: Yeah, that's what I figured. That's
1: because he because she needs a general. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I wonder where he's going to pop up, considering that his daughter. Ran away and is now married to the Lord of the Two Rivers. Yeah, right? Not I wonder where idea. he and his army are going to pop up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. How about that? So they spend some time practicing in Teleran Riyadh. Which I think is a, actually a pretty smart idea. That's a good idea, yeah. yeah. It sounds great. I would love to do this. It's like lucid dreaming. Yeah. They can make shapes or,
2: or whatever. They yeah, fly they, around. They build like a crystal palace that they can only hold it in the, they could it only exists as long as they can keep it in their mind. That's kinda of cool. You know? Yeah, yeah. And if it's something more realistic, I guess they can it's it's more firm, it's easier to keep around. At one point they it. accidentally make a unicorn that chases them around. It's I guess. not a unicorn.
0: <laughs> I really wish it was a unicorn, but it's not. It says it's much like a horse with a horn on its nose. And a unicorn doesn't have a horn on its nose, it has it on its forehead.
1: Oh, so maybe it was maybe a rhino. like a rhino. <laughs> maybe they accidentally I, I make mean, a rhino. How many unicorns have you seen? Many, many. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, they only come to a
1: maiden. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) you! It might have been a while. (laughs) 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 So they, and then they finally meet up with Egwene and Amis, who was there to just pour, you know, cold water on their party. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I guess they get some updates on what's going on. Yeah, they get some news from Egwene. That Rand is ruling and still training, apparently four hours a day in in hand to hand combat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, that's cool. And uh, apparently he's founding a school of engineering. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Where yeah. did you get that idea?
2: I have no idea, but I mean it's 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 interesting. And and you it's got cool. that
1: that telescope maker and apparently some woman that made a, a large crossbow, a ballista. Yeah, which is which explains what was happening uh, when right, they were yeah. watching and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shido were getting speared out of nowhere. So I wonder what his goal is, because a lot of what he does comes from the prophecies or something he knows he's going to need. Yeah, I mean, they, they say
2: something like, oh, he just wants to have a legacy. I don't know if that's true or if that's just their. It doesn't assumption. seem, in his thoughts,
1: that doesn't seem to be in his thoughts at all. Yeah, I mean, he they... cares only about the last battle and he seems to expect to die. He sent half of the Aiel south to deal with uh, Samael's harassment of Tyr. And the Shido are still out there, but you killed Kooladin, so I don't know how much of a problem that is. I don't know. I mean there's probably a lot of them, right? Like I know that they started with
2: what about hundred and sixty thousand people and they've cap- they've they've killed a bunch and they've captured a bunch, but I'm sure if, if it was just if it's ten percent of that, right? Then that's yeah. still a nasty force wandering around doing IELT things, right? I yeah. think the We're... implication
0: is that they've lost the their non IeLeness that came with Kuladin. And so they'll go back to Giotto and being uh, Shan and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because otherwise, that's a that's that's a group that you don't want just wandering around doing whatever they want. Right. Uh,
1: and they find out that Matt killed Cooladin. <laughs> Matt killed Cooladin. Yeah. <laughs> well, that isn't sound right. Really? Yeah. Not like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then uh, they arrange to meet afterwards, and Egwene shows up and bitches them out, and then vanishes. Yeah, which is fuck you. Yeah. That's that's about Egwene's speed, right
2: I think Egwene is worse than Naive.
0: Yes. Um, no, I'm there. I'm there.
2: All right. I, I don't. I don't feel that, but you know, I, I I see Egwene going in a direction I don't. I'm not particularly fond of, but
1: yeah. But then they finally uh, they wake up from the dream and they finally make it to Saladar, and uh, they're cutting their way inland from the river and Nynaeve... Uh, Fully expects a hero's welcome for all the wonderful things they've done. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Thank yeah, <sighs> great. <laughs> so, that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover chapters 50 through 52 of The Fires of Heaven. I am Jeff Lake, that's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter.
0: I'm Alice Sullivan, at Alice M. Sullivan.
1: And I'm Micah like Sparkman, I don't have one of those. If you have any comments or questions or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at the
0: We love hearing from you
1: please share us with anybody you think will like us please give us good reviews wherever you got this please check out our patreon patreon.com/armadillo podcasting club please like us in real life we're super likable until next time the, the light, light illumine you, you.